Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. You might see a familiar face in the studio today. Joining me is Taylor and Catherine Carter-Sledge, because they are joining forces with Ben and Aaron Napier for the old school. School Parents Raising Engaged Youth, which I think is great, and it's all about social media and just setting better boundaries and standards for our kids, which I think is a good thing. So, welcome. Thank you. How Thank you doing? You. I'm not complaining. How you doing, Taylor? It's been a minute. I'm I'm, I'm really happy. I feel like we're getting the band back together. In I here. know, <laughs> right? And so, not, I guess, lead singer this time. You can sort of swap back and forth with that, but you've been staying busy. Oh, absolutely. We're... We're busy raising children and uh, growing our businesses and doing all the things we do. i got to say, hey, to Rhino, how you doing, man? Great to see you. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been um, too long. But I love seeing your name as well as your wife's when this sort of came across my uh, news feed of something that was happening because I thought, you know, for two people who have such a sort of public um, persona or have jobs that sort of out in that way, to take a stance on this, to sort of say, hey, parents, you can do this too, I think is such a good thing. And then partner with maybe – the most popular couple in Mississippi at the moment, Ben and Aaron Napier, is even a better thing to sort of give parents resources as well as sort of, you know, a community of support, which I think uh, that we can do better with our kids when it comes to social media. So how did this come about? Old school parents raising engaged youth. How do you say it? What is it? Um, Osprey is sort of the yes. stage well, for it. I, well, actually, let's, no, okay, hold not, on now. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, after you. I, I would say that this is a heated debate because I... <laughs> I I say Osprey. Oh, but, but I say Osprey. But hold on, because I'm I, from Mississippi. We were talking to uh, our fearless leader, Secretary of State Michael Watson, recently, and he is from the land of the Ospreys, which is a co- this is a coastal fish eagle, is what it is, and he says it's Osprey. Gotcha. And so I think that 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 should matter. But anyway, I think it's Osprey. Would, we have agreed to disagree. Yeah. I agree. I, I would say Osprey, but that's, you know, it. tomato, tomato. But for either way, it stands for something good. Yes. How did you guys find yourself creating a nonprofit along with all the other things you guys are, are into? Sure. So uh, Taylor and I became good friends with Aaron and Ben Napier, who, as you mentioned, are sort of the, the darlings of Mississippi right now. Yeah. They're, they're such wonderful people. And if you've ever watched their show on HGTV, Hometown, 
town or a yeah. couple, they've got two or three of them now. Um, they're just as they seem on television. They're wonderful people who are grounded and kind authentic. and authentic. We just want to do great things for our state and for the people and communities around them. So, um, anyway, we've, we've so enjoyed our friendship with them and, um, we've over the years had many different discussions about raising children and all kinds of different things. And we align really closely in our beliefs about that. And, uh, as we talked about this particular issue about delaying social media um, for kids really until mm-hmm. high school gradu- graduation. Um, we all agreed about that. And Aaron and Ben had also kind of formed a group of friends within their local community in Laurel who were all on the same page about that. And as, um, as we talked more about it, one day Aaron just reached out to me and she said, Hey, I've got this, I've got this platform right now and who knows how long, you know, it'll be there. But right now, you know, we want to do as much good in the world as we can. And you're good at logistics. I can be the face of this thing. And she's so incredibly creative. She's, um, you know, can do all those kinds of things. So, um, she said, would you help me with this? And can, let's do it. And I said, all right, let's do it. So the four of us, um, founded Osprey, Osprey, Osprey. And, um, anyway, we're, we're really excited about it. We hope to do some good in the world. Well, what is the hope? I mean, is it, what is the hope? The mission of it. Yes. So the mission is helping parents mm-hmm. link arms um, to help our kids achieve a social media free childhood through adolescence and really until high school graduation. Which is so important. Go ahead, Taylor. Well, I was going to say one of the byproducts that I think is extremely powerful is the creation of social boundaries on behalf of the child. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I was when I was in high school or junior high, the the social conversation ended when you left school and went home. Amen. And now it is 24-7-365. And if, if a child in their household, if Rebecca, if you decided this is how we're going to be in our household, you're sending your child into an environment to be ostracized because mm-hmm. all of their friends are doing something different and they have to spend time going through the traumatic effect of feeling left out. And if we can create an environment where households at a school, so it's this kind of school specific households can link arms and say, hey, we're going to have broad swaths of people in this school that all have the same simple ideology and theory about social media, now a child can have a normal social existence where they're not feeling left out of the hilarious Instagram DM joke or whatever of the day. They can live a normal or relatively normal, I don't know what you call normal, but they can live a social existence that does not require 24-7 data interaction on the internet. And the peer pressure from the friends and then the kids to the parents is real. And I know if you are those old school parents, you may roll your eyes, especially now if you're grandparents thinking about how that is. But I have had friends, won't throw you under the bus, who have cracked and went ahead and got phones or, or allowed social media and they thought they were going to be able to police those the better than they um, ended up doing because the kid came home and was the only one who only one who didn't have it or the only one who wasn't able to do this or the only one who wasn't able to do that and regret it. And then it's like once you let the cat out of the bag, it's really hard to sort of put that back in. But there is a growing number of parents who just simply want to hear from another parent. We're not doing that either. So you don't, you feel like you are not alone because we have as a family prior to this, we have made the decision. She will not, uh, our kids will not have social media until after, well, at least not right now. She's still in elementary school. So, um, yes. So we, and it's nice to know that other parents have set those firm boundaries. Yes. And I, I'd like to add too, you know, 
we realize that some of those things, feeling left out and all those different social growth experiences that you have, some of those are very normal at mm-hmm. to, to a certain level. That's part of growing up. That's part of learning how to be a resilient human being. But what social media has done or social media access at those young ages is blown that up to these astronomical proportions that puts all of this emotional weight and junk that these kids have to deal with before they're ready. Their frontal lobe is not developed until until they're almost 25 years old. That's how the development of a human goes from a medical perspective. I'd like to add in that social media group chats because group texts, because uh, my daughter uses my phone to communicate with friends so I can literally see everything. Mm-hmm. I've gotten put into 10-year-old group chats. 10-year-olds do not need... It's a scary place to be. Group chats. <laughs> like, think about your group text that you're in and you hate and roll your eyes. And, you know, I let them know often, hey, this is Neely's mom's phone. Just letting you know. Policing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna tell your mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because they don't... The way that kids interact via social media or through digital digitally is just way different than if they were all sitting around yes. the 10 of them around a table and having a conversation. And that's not a lot different from adults either. Oh, if you ever uh, absolutely. Facebook comments and all, sure. all kinds of yeah. things. People so. be acting the fool. <laughs> you're, you're just you're giving them a rope to hang themselves. Well, I'll say this also, and this is important because we can talk about social media the way that we talk about cigarettes. It's, it's possible for us to do that. But this is not the same thing. And w- what I mean by that is technology is a valuable tool. It's a, it's a leverage created by human beings to optimize our world. And we are not an anti-technology or an anti-social media program of any kind. As a matter of fact, social media is a critical part of my career. And more importantly, even bigger, it's a critical part of Ben and Aaron's career. Mm-hmm. And, and there is no abandonment of that. And there's nobody saying that that's not, frankly, good in a lot of ways. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we, we rekindled our relationship. Because of social media. I mean, us us and the Napier. Yeah, not me and my wife. My wife and I don't DM each other to deal with our stuff. But you you know, whatever works. But what I'm saying is like that that reconnected us. And and so it's we're not saying that at all. What we're saying is it wasn't designed for children. That's all we're saying. The timing issue. And the our biggest supporter involved with this is Ceasefire. And um, we've got Hugh and Ashley Mina are directly involved in the creation and, and being involved with this organization that we have now, this nonprofit, Osprey Kids. And it is it, what they're doing, I think, is is an amazing thing to mention, which is they're basically saying, why don't we use our massive, powerful resources to create a safe venue for kids where they can still use the data, use the phone, like you said, call on the watch. Because parents do need to get in touch with their kids. And, sure. And there's just sure. not good options out there on it now. Is, it like, is. On, we do live yeah. in a different time. It's, yeah. so the connectivity is important, but you can do that with that while while protecting. Mm-hmm. You it, you. You don't want your kids to have access to the internet version of 3 a.m. on Bourbon Street. Correct. Right? <laughs> and and that's that's what we're talking about doing. That is what we're talking. We're going to keep talking about with the sledges. Osprey, Osprey, you get to decide. <laughs> Stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next.
This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. you to take your browser over to Super Talk TV for good things. You'll see how Taylor and Catherine Carter Sledge in the house are talking about their new nonprofit in partnership with Ben and Aaron Napier. You guys know them as well as C Spire. Osprey, Osprey. I just went, I, I did it for you. We're going to go back and forth. But old school parents raising engaged youth, the engaged part is important. But Catherine, I want to get to how it works. So we all, I think we all agree that children in elementary school and maybe even middle school should not have social media accounts. I don't want to hear any arguments against that, to be honest. So how does this work? How is your organization helping parents link arms? Yeah, so um, if you, you know, right now, if you'll pull up ospreykids.com, um, you can download our manual, and it gives a, you, you'll get a guidebook in your email inbox that helps people to um begin the process. And really, it's very simple. We're not some big organization that's kind of handling things from the top down. This is very grassroots. So what we do is um, we stay in communication with parents and encourage them to form groups within their own communities, whether that's at their school or at their church or in their homeschool group and find, you know, three parents that align with your views on this and start chatting with them and um, go have coffee, sit down and say, okay, how can we kind of create some strategies to help our kids through this next phase, whatever that might be for your child. And it's going to be different depending on, you know, your child may be two and you're deciding Mm -hmm. this, or they may be 10, Um, but form that community and then go and find a, another community community helper i'll call it um what that's what our 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 preschoolers um you know they have community helper day at school lots of times but go and find a community helper whether that's your administrator at your school or wherever who can help provide a place maybe for parents to meet and then let your organization grow start talking about what you can do to help your kids as they get through each of those sticky situations whether that first friend gets a phone or whatever it is um and just form a community where you can all be on the same page and have that support. Mm-hmm. Taylor, I know also a part of this is events, getting out in the community to help sort of raise awareness, start the conversation. You guys have one coming up soon, I know, in Oxford. Um, tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so on August the 1st at the Ford Center, 7 p.m., Oxford, Mississippi, we are doing a live speaking engagement with the Napiers, led by the Napiers. It'll be Catherine and I, Ben and Aaron Napier, Hugh Mina, the CEO of C Spire, who's a great speaker. And then we'll also have a child psychiatrist who's going to speak on some of the nuts and bolts of social media. Adriana Stacy. Adrian, Dr. Dr. Adriana Stacy. And also, we're going to have a cybersecurity leader, David Polson from the Secret Service. And so those are, we're going to kind of do like a panelist sort of in the round kind of discussion. And um, Catherine and I are going to moderate. And really, it's, it's a couple things. It's, we want everybody to feel connected with the origin of this. Uh, so please come if you can. It's five bucks. And that's really Why so expensive. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's really just to cover the cost of us using the Ford Center, which is a fabulous, really nice facility if you've ever been and there. there. A few a few tickets left. Yes. Not a lot, but will y'all take this kind of on the road, you think? Or well, as you can? We've discussed that. You know, uh, the, the thing is for now, we're really just trying 
to get it set up. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we will definitely continue these discussions, and I think that we'll end up with a focus like that. But for now, we, we're really just saying how do we how do we launch it, and how do we create community? Which is ironic because the reason that social media is so powerful is is because, is because of the rapid creation of community in the sense that that gives people. But now we are we have created this strange gap where we're connected to people, but we're not. Mm-hmm. And, and the increase in internet connection is a decrease in the personal connection. And so what, what we want to do is we want to retread the idea of having eyeball to eyeball community, yes. which is, which is super powerful. And, and that's really, you know, what Osprey is about. It's not necessarily what we're protecting kids from. It's really more what we're calling them to. Which is the engaged youth part. Yes. Like let's, let's go, let's go back or go on into the future again to that connectivity, empowering them to be able to have the real skills that they need in the world, not only to be happy, healthy humans, but to be successful in their life and endeavors, whatever they choose to do, get them outside, put the, you know, put the social media down and go actually look in the eyeball of another person. And And I think parents also need help. And I guess today's parents, if you didn't grow up like in that old school era or parenting in the old school era, because we are not parenting in the same world that our parents did. And I will say some parents are going to need encouragement. Well, what the heck do I do with them if I take away their devices? Because you do see some of the funnier memes and things, uh, which is the irony in it. Do I want to take away my kid? Who's punished more when I take away my parent, uh, my kid's devices? Is it the kid or the parent? Right? Because parents have also started to use those as babysitters in a, in a sense or such. So there is a retraining of the parent on yes. what to do what to do with your children (laughs) or how to encourage them to be engaged in other things. Yes. And I think having that, you know, having the long term view as a parent of not and it's and it's hard, but not in that moment. Sometimes you do just, oh, my gosh, I got to have a brain break for a second. But, um, you know, thinking, you know what, what's going to be best long term for this child, for me, for our family and and that connectivity and kind of back to the analog and less of the Mm -hmm. digital um, and spending spending that time. Get outside. Read a yeah. book, play a game. Those There's kinds plenty. Of things, it yeah. comes naturally. And w- when kids are pushed, once you get past that, like that grumpy moment, they figure yes. it out. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> One thing that uh, you know we really want to sort of focus on is, like you just said, I- accepting what we've come to as as what we're willing to do with our with our kids, what we're willing to allow them to do. And over time, we've just decided that this is normal, then this is normal, then this is normal, then this is normal. And, you know, there are some of those norms that it's better for us to not accept because they're not healthy. And um, I think it's, a, it's a, an amazing opportunity to see what your child maybe could do without that version anymore. Think about if if your child is spending four hours a day on which adults easily spend Absolutely. scrolling on, on Snapchat or TikTok. What if they spent that four hours a day working on their basketball skills or cultivating their drawing. ballet or drawing or painting or reading. reading, whatever it is. Think about, and that's what Osprey's really about. What could they gain? What can they gain if they don't spend this time doing this over here? Because that time is precious and it means something. And all those hours over all those days and months and years add up to something. 
Yeah, and I take it as a challenge, too, for parents who feel a little convicted. It's like you're going to have to model this behavior also, like is yeah. that the convicting part? But I think we are reaching a, a tide that's turning where people are recognizing this is such a, a time um, – a thief as well as a joy thief because I feel like some parents give into it and I've seen this with my friends because it brought them so much joy they were so excited to get their first you know whatever count they liked the funny filters and the faces and so it came from a good place right. but then the dark side of it creeps in and if they're just not ready for it they're just not ready for it and then you can't undo certain situations you can stop yes. it and you can mitigate the bleeding but once things have been seen once things have been shared and said you can't take that back and That's so right. and, yeah. and we also you know osprey is also not sitting here in judgment of those who've made different decisions we just want to say hey there is another way come join us we want you here yeah, yeah we're just offering you a venue to make a decision a, a safe space to do so where you don't feel like you're ostracized or weird or something. And the other thing is this. Our our event is August 1st. August is 20 years to the month that Eduardo Saverin and Mark Zuckerberg wrote the algorithm on the window wow. at Kirkland. And that has given I'm 38 years old, and I'm, I'm to use Ben and Aaron's term, an elder millennial. Is that right? Or grand, grand millennial? Grand millennial. Grand millennial. <laughs> the point is, we've had just enough time to finish college, start a family, get married, freak out about growing a business. How are we going to pay all these bills? And then all of a sudden, you look up, and you're a parent, and you have an 11-year-old. Yeah. And and that that two decades, and we're sitting looking at two decades of Facebook this semester, Right, because it started yeah. in a college. And it's, it's given us just enough time to reach this point of concern. So I'll and be 40. That means half my life has been spent on Facebook. Weird. Yeah. Or and, with a Facebook account. And in that time. Not on Facebook. The, the, <laughs> maybe it feels like it. <laughs> That's the, uh, weird. Within those 20 years, the mental health statistics for youth and adolescents and, and even and adult, young adults, too, has have just, I mean, plummeted. You know, um, emotional issues and depression and suicide and all of the things. And I'm not saying all of that is 100% related to this, but I do think it's it's correlated it's it's connected yeah absolutely how do we how do we get in touch how do we get connected how do we sign up how do we how do we do it yeah ospreykids.com spell it o-s-p-r-e-y old school parents raising engaged youth ospreykids.com come visit us click join sign up we won't spam you with anything you'll just get a a manual that tells you what to do i was on y'all's website earlier i appreciated the resource tab and showing how those that create these devices and those that uh, run these companies that are the social media accounts they don't let their kids do it and they send them to places that are tech free and low device because they recognize that's what got the brains that created it all and so the resource page to me was just also very interesting of the science behind why you guys are so passionate about it not just the fear behind what could happen the science is showing it's not the best also you can use the website to buy the tickets for the event okay that's where you buy them we want you there come and see us on august the first and see ben and aaron speak live they want you there we want you there please come five bucks would love to have you all righty well thank you guys for your time and what you guys are doing i think it's such a good thing i think this is first of many conversations about it about osprey and osprey (laughs) stick with us it's friday we got tanya with movie reviews coming up next
This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. can't imagine the eyes that are rolling right now, Rhino. What? What is he doing? But it is Friday here on Good Things, so we got Tanya in the house to talk movies, and this is the weekend. you got two polar opposite movies hitting, I know. hitting it, and people are excited about both. Tell me, did you take one for the team? Have you seen Barbie? I have seen Barbie. I just saw Barbie this morning, so it's pretty fresh. It is pretty fresh. Yeah. So I, I, am, I am waiting for this review. You know... I, First of all, I tip my hat to the marketers behind this Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. There's so many people who are going to go watch it because of just all of the PR and the marketing. They deserve a race. Yes. I mean, and I mean, the cross promotions are incredible. There is nothing that I watch. Like, I was watching The Housewives the other night. And they're promoting it, like the housewives. I'm like, what? I mean, because this, that era, I mean, how old is Barbie? Gosh, she's old. Like 60s, maybe? Yeah. I mean, so started like, then. you're thinking, think of all the generations of women. Yeah. And I guess men, whatever, but, um, who have been influenced or have memories associated with the yeah, brand. Yeah. And I never considered myself a big Barbie person until I saw the movie and I started having flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that Christmas where all I wanted was the Barbie dream house. I got one with the elevator. Yes, I got one too and I broke that little pulley every couple days and, and I had, had the weird horse up. that was always st- stuck in trot <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's really a fun movie. Um, you know, I'm still processing it, but I feel like, well, I'll just tell you a little bit about it. It is PG-13 and I would not take my kids to see this. Not that there's anything really bad. Uh, and the few little, you know, innuendos would go right over their head, I believe. Um, but I think they maybe would be bored, um, you know, plot-wise. the As far as the beautiful pink colors and everything, that's certainly there. And I do recommend seeing it on a big screen if you're going to see it. Because, I mean, it's a feast for the eyes. And... It's almost one of those movies you want to go see again if you're a Barbie fan because all every little accessory, every Barbie that there ever was is in this movie. And so, you know, I caught myself like watching the main action of the scene and in the background you see something and you're like looking and just trying to take it all in and it's a lot. So I feel like some people will see it twice to go back for the accessories and and that kind of stuff. But we start off, it kind of reminded me of the Lego movie beginning where you see Emmett just happy walking to work, doing his thing and singing. Well, same thing with Barbie. We see Barbie kind of as you would play with her as a little girl. You know, how you remember how in our dream houses Mm -hmm. you would pick her up and you would just kind of put her down in her car or onto the ground or whatever you were doing. Well, that's how we see her floating through the air. 
um, it's everything's wonderful. Um, and in this world, I mean, Barbie rules the world. You've got a Barbie president. You've got uh, what they call the stereotypical Barbie, which is Margot R- Robbie, the main Barbie in the movie. Um, doctors, politicians, everything. They run it. And the men, all the Kens, and there's one Alan. Um, if you've forgotten him, he's in this movie. Um, but <laughs> all the kids are just side candy or arm candy. I mean, they're just there. And so kind of opposite of the real world, uh, in the middle of um, all of this fun and perfectionism, Barbie all of a sudden starts thinking about death and realizing life's not perfect and she's got questions and so she has to go to someone the barbie within their group that can help her you know find answers and the answer is she has to go to the human world known as the real world um to to get those answers uh, but you know i really i have heard so many interviews with this cast in all different formats and the one thing I keep hearing over and over is you really can't describe this movie because it is so different. And I totally understand what they're talking about now. Um, it's a be- I mean, it's really cool. It's so funny. Ron Gosling, to me, steals the show. I mean, he is so good as Ken. Ken. Yeah. Um, and just... Just everything his character goes through. He wants nothing but Barbie's attention, and she doesn't really pay him any attention. So it's funny to watch that. Um, you know, you just can't. You know, I've, I've also been hearing a lot about the, you know, there's a a whole dialogue about, you know, women's equality and all of this. And um, so it's been getting a little bit of, I guess, backlash over some of that, like, some people feel like they're being preached at or slapped across the face or whatever. But you just have to take it lightheartedly. Just go in there and have fun. And, I mean, I think you know now, just from watching the previews, if you really want to go see this movie. So trust your gut. But me, as somebody that was kind of on the fence, not sure what to expect, and being a Barbie fan as a child i really enjoyed it i thought it was fun the the i guess she's the model who has also been out um she is a plus size model um i can't think of her name um, oh is it ashley graham maybe yes and she mm-hmm. has her new like she has the first curvy model uh curvy barbie yes. All yes. she was an interview who and she was asked would you take your daughter to see it and she said not under 13 she said she didn't think that so just because it's a barbie movie it's maybe not like just take all it's not like a um a pixar movie or anything like right, that. right right and i was really surprised because most of the previews were for kid movies mm-hmm. and so at first i was like so is this being marketed to kids but then i remembered wait no it's pg-13 um but and they really really have a lot of fun with Mattel, and I'm thinking, okay, Mattel signed off on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe they're letting them kind of give them a bad rap, but I guess it is done in a fun way. Like I said, you just can't, can't take, take it, it seriously. seriously. Well, if you want to go to the other side of the spectrum. Yeah, the other movie is Oppenheimer, and to me, I mean, you, girls go to the left, to the pink, <laughs> the pink side, follow the pink. Boys go 
see Oppenheimer about bombs and things. <laughs> I have not gotten to see this one yet. I've been out of town and just got back late last night. Um, but it is a story of a man, last name Oppenheimer, who, you know, was, uh, invented the nuclear bomb and just kind of the story of his origins, like how he became that person, his background, and then him wrestling with the consequences of his part in that. And, you know, what, what does that mean for the world? Um, stellar cast. Mm-hmm. Um, Cillian Murphy is, you know, the main guy in it. And he is like, to me, I don't think he's really a household name, but he's one of those actors that you cannot, um, I mean, if he's in it, it's going to be a good movie. He just makes really good choices. Um, Emily Blunt is in it as his wife. Uh, and he plays the title character, Robert Opp- Oppenheimer. Matt Damon is in it. Robert Downey Jr., uh, Kenneth Branagh. Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man. That's just Iron Man to me. (laughs) (laughs) And then Florence Pugh. So great, great cast. Um, They're the ones that were in the middle of promoting this movie and actually walked off of a red carpet because the strike started. So, you know, that's kind of cool. I mean, cool that that they They stuck to their guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and that's really the only two new big releases this weekend. Um, it's starting to, even though we've got a lot of releases the next month or so, the big ones that we've been waiting for, this is really kind of the end. Oh, well, next weekend we've got Haunted Mansion. Um, yeah. But <laughs> beyond that, it's a probably movies that people are looking forward to but they're not like the mission impossibles and you know how's it doing is it still doing okay it is um you know i've read it's so funny because you read one article that says it's you know the best performing movie ever in that series and then you read another talking about how disappointed it is and one thing you know we've been talking about what makes it a bomb or whatever as far as the numbers um one thing I didn't realize the last time we talked about that, like when they say the budget's $300 million, I've always thought that included all of your promotional dollars and all that, but it does not. So that makes more sense to me. Like I've always been a little confused right. as to why, you know, something makes 300 that costs 300 or I mean 300 that costs 250. Well, you made two, I mean 50 million. So that can't be bad, but it's because that's before they've paid for anything beyond the movie well then they should put the total as the total yeah i agree i'm like why would you just all lump sum it in there uh jeff and potentot says do they show you how to get the head back on the barbie <laughs> they do not oh they darn do not. they missed an opportunity because <laughs> every barbie owner has had that moment where one head and then body and you're like it oh, is so no. hard and you always put it on backwards somehow and yes. then have to turn it around it's like threading a needle it's hard <laughs> <laughs> so many memories all right stick with us we got more for you up next This show was previously recorded. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. 
talking about the good things. Don't forget, we're on computer, your mobile device. You can also catch us Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. If you've got Ceasefire TV, we are on there on Channel 70, right next to the Weather Channel. And you can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And Sports Talk Mississippi will be at Trustmark Park and the home of the Mississippi Braves coming up next Thursday. For a special event, KLLM will be unveiling to the public the 2023 Ole Miss, MSU, Southern Miss, and JSU football equipment custom wrapped tractor trailer. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So keep your eye out for that. And the Mississippi Wildlife Foundation Conservation Raffle is still going on. You can still get tickets for great prizes, all while supporting wildlife conservation and outdoor recreation in Mississippi. Who wouldn't want to do that? The raffle website is mwfp.foundationraffle.com. If you want more information on where and how to purchase your raffle tickets, they are 20 bucks, and they're only purchased online. It will end July the 30th, which that's coming up quick, fast, in a hurry. And then the drawing will be August the 14th. So you um, do not have to be present to win, which is always a good thing as well. And then over on the text line, someone, Barry from Collins, says, I saw Mission Impossible last weekend. It was great. That is one I would like to see. But someone asked, too, is the new Meg movie still coming out? The answer is yes, Tanya said. I will not be seeing that on the big screen. Have you ever, if you don't know, Meg is just a big shark. So it's like Jaws on steroids is like the easiest way to describe it. Like it's short for Megalodon, which is a prehistoric dinosaur. I was going to say, is that real? So, So that is a real. It was a real creature. Yes, there, there are none still alive. Could you imagine? It's a big old shark. It's a big old shark. And if you were squimish with jaws, then... You would not be a fan of Megalodon. Absolutely not. You know, that's one movie, Jaws, even though however many decades later of watching it and how bad you know that's a um, CGI or whatever animation. Oh, there was no CGI. Right, no CGI, but the animation... Practical special effects. Or whatever you want to call it. Even though you know how bad they are, could now being able to see things like Meg and all the other things, it's still, if you are that person, it's a terrifying movie. And like, not scary, like Halloween scary, just because there's something about you think it could be me. That could be yeah, me I mean, in I, the I middle of the ocean. That. Right. That could be me in the middle of the ocean and what's more Mother likely? Nature. Go to the ocean and see a shark or. To have a dude in a painted white right. mask coming at you with a knife. Correct. And so and there's something about dangling your feet in a massive body of water. <laughs> if you don't think twice about it, then are you really even human? I still say the way to get over a fear of Jaws is to watch the sequels to Jaws because they're so bad they're funny. Like I, you have Jaws 3D where the shark is supposed to come out at you in three dimensions and it's just... So cheesy. Dwayne and Brandon. I lived through the Jaws era. People were scared to take a bath. It had to be one of the first movies, though, that really intensified the realistic possibility or the real possibility that there could be a big old something other out there that could get angry and be hangry and you would be its supper. You know, tremors, not so much relatable. A little scary. But not really going to be. Such a good, cheesy movie, though. <laughs> Remember, we were zero degrees from Kevin Bacon, and that was a phenomenal, um, a 
Phenomenal is not the appropriate term for what the I would use was. phenomenal to describe Tremors. But <laughs> maybe not its sequels. It, it's another one of those where the first one was really good. The sequels that came after, not so much. You know, the times he has joined us here for good things was only twice. We were we were we were encouraged to focus on music. But it would be fun, like of all the movies. Like that one would be fun to be like when reading the script. Like, what about the script of Tremors, Kevin, really made you go, I think this is it. This is going to be a, this is where I want to be. And that, well, probably all I'd have to, all I would have to see is Reba was involved. And then I'd be like, sign me up. What are we doing? This will be a good time. If you haven't watched that and you just need a good laugh in a while, that would be something great to find on a streaming platform. I'm sure I can find where it's streaming real quick. I'm sure it's somewhere. You could just Google it. But it was kind of like the Jaws of Land. The Graboids. The Graboids. And where they sort of came from. And the terrible, well, that's again, not CGI, but the special effects that at that time seemed so Apparently it's on Roku, so you can get Super Talk on Roku. You You can watch Tremors on Roku. Bull sharks have been caught in Mississippi River as far north as Illinois. Think about that. Stop! Chris from Oxford said, they had me at the raft in the ocean. I was scared to go in the swimming pool after that. Speaking of Jaws, that's real life. All you got to do is hear the dun it, dun it. And everybody who goes to the beach, you do that. You say that. And then for some people, it actually happens and comes true. So stay safe if you're going. Go to the beach, not the ocean. Stick with us. You got more up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk uh, there with you from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. This show was previously re- a Super Talk Mississippi media production.